Today's guest is probably one of our listeners' top 10 all-time favorite guests whenever she comes on the show. We're going to have a super wide range of topics today, including packaging tips, lifestyle image strategies, Shopify promotion, and even breathing techniques. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Do you want to be able to sync your listings that you create in Helium 10 to your Amazon account in one click, including being able to sync subject matter, which you're not able to even edit now in most listings on Amazon? You're going to want to use Helium 10 Listing Builder. Make sure to find out how to use Listing Builder by going to h10.me forward slash listing builder. That's h10.me forward slash listing builder. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. We've got my sister from another mister here, and back for the third time on the show. How's it going, Ann? Hi, Bradley. Ooh, I don't know if I'm a serious seller, though. I'm kind of a silly seller. No, so you're serious in some things, but but you're a very playful attitude here. And But hey, speaking of what you're serious about, so like I know you're big on uh, on health and, you know, not just physical health, emotional health. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about that later. But because you're on here and, and, and you make just by your presence makes me more mindful of these things. For the first time in like three weeks, I raised my standing desk and I'm like, hey, I'm going to be standing up for this podcast, which I almost never do because, you know, I got to like, you know, be mindful of, of of doing what I'm supposed to be doing and standing up because Anne's here. So j- just by having you on the podcast, you're already affecting me in a, <laughs> in a good way here. Amazing. Amazing. Anyways, I, it was great to see you, you know, a few weeks ago uh, at Sell and Scale Summit. You know, you crushed it. Uh, uh, the one time I saw you on stage, I know you were on stage a, a couple other times, but did, did you have fun at that event? I had so much fun, Bradley. It was so much fun. The The keynote, the opening keynote panel, that was um, scary, but fun because the stage, like many, you guys really went all out with production and setup and everything. And, and the main stage had these two like big screens, like Tony Robbins style next to it and, yep. you know, all the lights. So it felt like, you know, a very big deal. And I was pretty calm until we walked out and I sat down and my heart was like, and I'm like, oh my God, please don't faint. Um, no, you rocked it. You rocked it. Um, <laughs> you know, I, th- I think that was cool. It's almost full circle. You know, you and I met in person for the first, actually, I mean, I didn't even meet you virtually before, like met at all, period, at a conference in Vegas, you know, like it's been like three, four years now. So that, that was kind of cool to see you see you there again and how far you've come. Um, but guys, you know, she's been on the podcast, I said before. So if you want to get, uh, we're not going to rehash her entire backstory, but we have a couple episodes that you guys can pause this and go back if you want to see some of her backstory. They are episodes 145 and 273 uh, of the podcast. Make sure to check it out. But long story short, you know, she used to be a, a lawyer, big time corporate attorney, moved to mm-hmm. uh, Costa Rica to open a hostel, which uh, she has sold. And that was right around the time, I think, of the last time that you were on the podcast. So my first question is just like, how, you know, th- this is kind of another transition. Obviously, a transition in your life was going from the corporate world to, you know, the entrepreneurial world. But then another transition I imagine would have been, hey, you were juggling Amazon business and, you know, running a, a, a hostel there. Um, how has it been to transition to basically just now, I guess I'm assuming that Amazon is kind of your only income now. Yeah. 
Amazon and Shopify. So I've started, you know, working hard Excellent. to scale on my own website as well. Um, and honestly, the transition has been amazing. So, you know, running a physical business, whether it's hospitality or I imagine a retail store, restaurant, anything, you know, you just have to deal with a lot of stuff. And, and it's the bureaucracy of the government that you're in with permits and things that you need repairs, you know, a hostel, there's like 30 people living in it. There's repairs all the time. Um, and, and real people and having staff, you know, that you work with face to face and cleaner and security guard and receptionist and all of that. Um, and Amazon is just so much easier. And I think though, it's a great experience and something that I always tell people who are just starting um, and get very frustrated because I, I do believe that the first year in Amazon, you know, is definitely the hardest just because you get hit. It's like Amazon and mean sellers hit you up with they throw all the junk at you in the beginning. And once you yeah. get a certain number of reviews and, and, and sales velocity and time on Amazon, all of that gets easier. But I when people start. Um, you know, and when friends and of mine have started, you know, they complain about this stuff. And I'm like, you guys, it's really important that you treat this as a real business because it is a yep, real business. Yep. This isn't just, you know, I'm going to throw some stuff on Amazon and hope for the best. And any business has difficulties starting up. But the realities of life running an Amazon business is so much better <laughs> than running a physical business. I can tell you, man, like <laughs> it's so nice. And and also when I sold my house, so I went from living in a, in a rented apartment in, in like t closer into town in Tamarindo to moving out to a more rural area in a national park and a big house and two acre yard. And, you know, so I'm just living my best introvert life here in paradise. It's awesome. I love it. Now, you know, all the extra time you gained from not, you know, running that business, you know, obviously a big portion, you know, I'm sure, you know, went to like family time and things like that, but did all of it go to family or are all, are you also actually spending more time than you used to on your, you know, e-commerce business as well? <laughs> I would like to say that I am Bradley. The reality is, uh, that yeah, my, so I sold the house. So I moved in the beginning of 2021 into the new house. And that was kind of a period of like nesting for me. Um, and, and I do like you and I have, have talked about this a lot. I think it's so important to prioritize yourself, um, as a human because you know, there's success and there's fulfillment, right. And, and the goal is to have both. Um, and if you're just only worried about success, oftentimes what happens is you lose your gratitude, you lose your physical health, your mental health, you know. So for me, I started my Amazon business when I was six months pregnant and I had a one-year-old. So that those few years of starting the business and having two very small children, not at home, you know, nursing, all of that, and 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 also the, se the separation of my relationship with their father, it was like, it was a lot, you know. And yeah, then yeah. COVID. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then the kids were like back out of school. So um, I moved kind of when things were just opening up and my soul was like, can we just relax? I like floated naked in my pool, read books. Like I just kind of like chilled. And then this year I turned 40 in January. What's that called over there? La Pura Vida? That's like exactly. living like, right? 
I love it. Yeah, the national saying of Costa Rica is pura vida, which means pure life. So I was living the pure life. And uh, and yeah, I turned 40 in January. And I just, I, I think uh, I was like. And I told you, this is a no BS podcast. Please do not lie <laughs> like that. You know, we know you're not a day over 30. So, um, you know, people are not going to believe the rest of this podcast if you, if you tell fibs like that. <laughs> um. Thank you, Bradley. But I, I think I was just like, I'm 40. This is amazing. I'm going to live it up. And so I have been out of the country every single month this year. Right before I came to the um, Sell and Scale Summit, I was at a women's retreat camping and fasting in the jungle. And I was home three days before leaving again. So um, I have had a year of like just travel and fun. What I have learned from that year is, yes, that was really fun. But I'm so excited for 2023 to like nest and to grind like that's my goal i want to be home i uh you know i fell in love this year so um i uh after five years single so like (laughs) um but yeah i i am a little exhausted and i've realized you know i don't need to be flitting all over the world all the time i really love to be home and having had kind of almost two years of taking more of a step back from from you know grinding i am like ready i'm so ready i have all this new stuff that i want to do i have new products i have a new brand and i'm just i'm, I'm really looking forward to it and i think that's a great thing you know for for people whose business is starting to do and not starting to do, but it has been consistently doing well. Like if you're good and you have a good staff, like take your time, enjoy it because you're not doing your best when you're burnt out. And I said that as well in in the keynote at the summit, you know, what do you do when you're stuck? And I always say, get out of your head and into your body because our creativity lives in our body. It doesn't live up here. So when it, you know, if you want to really grow your business, Um, you want to really enjoy it, you want to create a really epic brand, that's not going to come from a place of burnout. Where that's going to come from is a place of joy, love, abundance, and creativity. And how do you get there? You got to give yourself the space to like, let it rise. Yeah. I feel like I'm here at a motivational, uh, you know, you you should do this for a living, man. I swear you should be touring the, uh, touring the place, giving, giving these motivational speeches. Guys, we, uh, just like I say, you know, this is unscripted. You know, we, we don't plan any of this out, but she can just come up with this stuff right off the bat. I love it. Now, let, let, let's talk some nuts and bolts. You know, you, you referenced the um, last time on the podcast, You, uh, I believe under your old brand that you've had for a few years, you started a new skincare uh, line. And then you had also said you were investigating starting another skincare line, but under a different brand with somebody else. Um, how did that first thing do? And did you end up doing that second uh, thing as well? So yes, the skincare line under my current brand is doing really well. Skincare is hard, you know, with the uh, skincare on Amazon. I think it is a little bit easier off Amazon. Um, to, you know, if you have a content strategy, um, skincare like uh, supplements on Amazon is not just very competitive, but the margins are lower. So you have to have a really high sales volume, you know, be, unless you're doing very expensive products, but that's hard to break into as well. So that was a learning curve for me um, that was, you know, going to products that were between 20 and $40 when my other products were between 60 and 70. 
And I have to say, I like the expensive products so much more. Right. There's so much more margin and so much more freedom to do things. Um, and my thing is all about branding, packaging, quality, you know, really high perceived value. And so I, I want to like overspend on what I'm investing in my products and what they look like and, and how they're made. Um, and so it's really important to always keep that, you know, what your price is in mind and what's, you know, going to be your top price. And the second skincare brand, we have, um, I think like so many people in the last two years, we've had a bunch of delays. And again, it's just remembering that it will get done when it gets done. Right. Um, and you got to keep moving forward, but, uh, there's, you know, we had the supply chain crisis and manufacturing yeah. crisis. Getting raw materials is really difficult. Shipping is difficult. Um, and and so many skincare companies have prioritized, you know, in 2020 and 2021, things like hand sanitizer and stuff like that. So that got um, slowed a little bit, but we have our packaging, which is so good. Like our design and the bottles and jars we're using is amazing. I love packaging and the creative process. Doing it with my partner on that brand is really fun. And um, what's what's some what's some you know tips you can give us about that? You know, like like anybody, of course, I think a lot of people understand. Oh yeah, you know, crushed on your packaging, it'll give you a competitive advantage. But but what's some actionable insights you can give about like how you tackled that 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 project? Like, did it involve studying your customer avatar, or was it strictly just like this vibe you wanted to to give? Like, you know, some people hire agencies and like do the whole branding project, you know, like how did you tackle that project? Well, I did it for both my brands kind of in two different ways. So when I did the skincare line for the, um, for my first brand, that's just mine, Actually, I, it was, I found an amazing graphic designer on Upwork and my idea for the packaging was that it was going to be ocean inspired, you know, kind of, and I sent him some images from my photographer that he'd taken of like just beaches and stuff. Then it was going to be like sand and water. And he sent me, I think what's awesome Upwork has, if you know, Upwork is going to be more expensive than fiber. But Upwork has some amazing designers. And what you can do is ask them for, you know, a price. If you're doing a few things, you want to price the whole project instead of by the hour. Because he would have been like $45 an hour. But he did five um, products for like $2,000, labels and boxes. Um, and he sent me that design, the, the beach ones. And they weren't really right. And then he sent me this one. It has lavender in in the first one that we were designing. And it was like this up close. Actually, I have it right here. It's so funny. So like, look at this. This is the box. Nice. With this lavender on it. So pretty. And then... And then the bottles. Wow. Okay. The same thing. And this is blue. You can't really see it on the screen, but it's blue. So... It ended up, sorry, one of these boxes is really like crushed, but it ended up that we did kind of like a floral because all the ingredients had, this is, you know, natural organic skincare for new mothers and pregnant women. So they all have different herbal and like flower extracts. So like, these are just the three that I happen to have sitting in my office because it makes me feel good to like look at them, but they all like so orchid and like an orange. So that just kind of came from... 
the inspiration of using that designer. And I knew I really wanted to have like very colorful boxes because on Amazon, you know, when you got the list of pictures yeah. in the search, cause not when people are searching, they don't see all your images, right? They just sure, see sure. your hero image. And so if you have, if they see this box versus yep. what well, another box, but like, you know, a boring white box, like that, that really stands out. Um, did you and, do any research into some of your competitors to see what they were they were uh, doing and not doing with their packaging at all? Um, yes, I did. And I mean, in general, I think packaging on Amazon is always like never that great. But if you're yeah, looking, yeah. if you're looking at like skincare is an amazing place to look for packaging ideas off Amazon skincare. Yeah. Um, and especially, you know, brands that sell on their, on their own websites, um, and, and Instagram, because like women buy skincare products totally based on the packaging hundred percent. Um, and so, yeah, you can get some like really cool ideas. And, and then with my second brand in searching for the bottles and jars, we decided on this like wooden um, packaging and that we love. And so that had to be really minimal. You know, you're not putting a label on it. So we wanted to have the boxes be very colorful. And I can't remember this one. It was like an idea that, that we kind of had together. So this, we wanted it to be very sexy, this packaging. Um, and so there's like some oil drips coming off of it. And, and, um, I think this one, like my, my natural products, that packaging went super fast. I'm like, yep, yep, like this. Um, and it's great too. If you have a good designer, they send you the designs like in 3D. So you see what the box would actually look like and the label on the jar. Um, that helps so much in making the decision versus just seeing like the flat box template. Yeah. You know, seeing it come to life in the 3D is so helpful. Yeah, um, yeah. And so that was very fast. With my with my newest brand, with my partner, we did have a specific idea and it was so difficult to get the colors and the shape and as you see your idea when you know when you see it in actual practice, you know, on the box and you're like mm -hmm. mm, this doesn't look right and you change stuff. This one we we went back and forth. We had to pay so many times for extra revisions because we had an idea in our head that we just really wanted to get it right. And because this is pure skincare, you know, it, we were like, this has to be epic. But in the end, it was so worth it because it looks so good, Bradley. So good. I can't so, wait. So which was $2,000? Just the one or both of the devel development was $2,000? No. the So my first one, I did five products at the same time Okay. for my natural skincare line for moms. And that was $2,000 for five boxes and five labels. Now was that three of those? Is that the one that you just, you know, held up for those who are watching yeah. this on video? Yeah, okay. So then my question would be, you know, th there's that fee, uh, how much of, of what your, your pro how much did it add to your product cost as opposed to if you had just a generic, you know, bottle and a generic box, you know, with an FN SKU sticker, like, like a lot of Amazon sellers do, how much per unit about, uh, is it adding that you have these nice packaging? Well, the printing price is not that much more expensive than the box price. So yeah. the, the box price and labels are super cheap. So always mm -hmm. do an amazing label because the labels are, you know, pennies. Um, 
boxes, what's more expensive than printing the design is the strength of the box. Mm. This is a problem, I think, for all Amazon sellers that, you know, especially if you're getting, you know, your boxes are coming from China. So my skincare products are made in the U.S. So my boxes are done in the U.S. But um, I know, you know, people who have different kinds of products, you know, toys or whatever, if, they, if it comes in a box and it comes from China, um, often they want to do the thinnest paper. I had this with my first product with my carriers and um, the boxes were arriving totally messed up, you know, shredded, broken. And that when somebody opens their Amazon box and it's in your branded box that is like an absolute mess, um, that's torn apart and stuff, that tanks the perceived value of your product right away, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and so with that product, what I ended up deciding to do was reusable carrier bags. Cost me less than a dollar per bag. They're like cotton bags. They have my logo on it and the mm-hmm. website on the back and these little drawstrings. So like little kids could wear them as a backpack. So number one, they don't break. Number two, people love it. Um, then it's eco-friendly. It's reusable. Um, my product is for mothers. So if their kids can use it or they can use it to carry their product or they put makeup or pacifiers or baby stuff, they're carrying around your brand name and your logo and your website everywhere, right? So it's getting in there. And that costs you less than a dollar to, to add that. It costs me less than a dollar on a $65 product, right? Yeah, so yeah. there was margin. So like, look, this is a good example. This is before I changed the thickness of my box. Look at that's yeah, like, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so it is more expensive to have better boxes, but it's if, if you can't afford to have better boxes, find a solution that's not yeah. a box. Cool. Now, what about what was your budget on? You said you actually made one, not necessarily on the graphical side, but on the sexy side, like had it be wooden. So like what 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 what's the difference in price from just having a generic cardboard like maybe other sellers might do as opposed to you doing this wooden uh, package? So the box isn't wooden. The box is regular. The, it's our, our jars and bottles. Oh, okay. Okay. The actual products are made from wood. Um, and yes, that's expensive. So our. Um, I think we're ending up paying for box and jar and bottle close to $3. Some of them are a little bit less. You would probably be at $1.50, maybe a little bit less than that if you were using more standard packaging. Mm-hmm. But our products, the whole line is, is premium. Like we're not, we want to on purpose be more expensive than other sellers. And I think this is a really yeah, great yeah. strategy. You, It really depends. You need to know your market and your avatar. So if you're selling a utility product, you know, something that people use every day, people are just looking for the cheapest price. But if you're selling, you know, if I'm selling something that a mother's going to use with her baby or something yeah. that a mother is, you know, that a woman is going to put on her skin, the fact that it's more expensive, oftentimes like people will on purpose not buy the least expensive one. Yep, yep. So, for example, um, this this product here, which um, is a spray for new mothers, the, the the number one seller, and most of them are $9.99. I am $24.99. Um, and we started at, we started lower and raised and the sales didn't drop. So we, we stopped at 24. Um, that was kind of our, 
our point of, you know, when you're testing, when your sales yeah. are going to drop. And um, because people want to pay more for better products. Now you have to back that up. This is all certified organic, totally natural, totally safe. But if you're going to charge more, it's it has to look better. So for, for my new brand, we want it to be premium. Um, and yes, we so we might pay an extra dollar to two dollars more in packaging, but we're charging ten to twenty dollars more per product than what we would if it looked very standard. Okay. Okay. So now um, that you know, I, I think I think that's fascinating. A lot of sellers don't 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 think enough uh, about it. Like I've always wanted to do something unique. Now that the market is flooded with coffin shelves, thanks to Project X. Like I was like, man, I, I want to have like a a box or a package for it that's actually shaped like a coffin too. You know, it might cost a couple bucks, but you know, like this is not a a thirteen dollar product. Yeah, if you have a thirteen dollar product, you can't be spending three bucks on on packaging. Yeah. But you know, for for a thirty dollar product, you know, you got some real wiggle room, and you have to differentiate yourself. Now, for for that wooden one, like, is it noticeable just from the search results? You know, just seeing your main image, uh, is it standing out? Like people can tell, hey, this is some some next level packaging or, or, or some next level bottles or whatever. Uh, here. Yeah, totally. Okay. You, you know, we have the beautiful minimal wooden, um, like jar next to this like colorful, provocative, you know, design on a, on the box. Um, okay. and, and the market that we're in, you know, for, for women, most of the other products are, are like in this niche are very, very, like sterile. Um, and we, we, we're taking what is kind of, you know, have, has been seen as more utility based like your adjectives here, sterile versus provocative here, you know, right. Totally. We're it. taking yeah. what, what a lot of women in the past have bought, you know, more as a utility product and saying, Hey, this isn't just yep. like a utility, like this can be something sexy and beautiful and awesome that yeah. you use and that you enjoy using. Now, speaking of images, you know, we've talked before how, how really, you know, you being a, a great photographer and everything, you have an edge in, in how you tackle your lifestyle photography. And now it's for some of your older products that are more maybe functional, right? But how, what's been your strategy now that you've been doing now skincare products where it's not like a, it's not like a thing, you know, like that's easy. Oh, hey, let, let's show a lifestyle image of this, this, this backpack or, or this blanket or something in action. But now this is a you know something that's kind of invisible the, the actual product like how are you doing your lifestyle images for your 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 skincare lines? I had an inspiration for a content shoot based off someone I met who has become a good friend of mine. Um, he's actually a couples therapist, and um, but just his Instagram we met and I was like you're cool. He he like lived in Jamaica was a Rastafari priest and then went and and was like a Buddhist monk. And now he's a couple therapist and he's just really provocative That's human. Crazy. Like, and, uh -huh. um, and his Instagram was really cool. And I had this idea of, cause you know me, like I'm about feminine energy and the, and the yep, beauty yep. and strength in women and, um, and kind of deprogramming, right. We receive men and women, a lot of negative mm -hmm. programming from the media, from everywhere. And, um, I had this idea to do a photo shoot that was like the reverse of Adam and Eve. I used the same photographer that I've been using for Nalakai forever. Um, and I, 
I've always been doing shots that are like, you know, with babies. And this was just me and then me and this guy like trying to be sexy. And it was very awkward at first. Um, but I'm going to show you some of these pictures. So it was meant to be like this brand is meant to be sexy, right? So um, okay. let's see if you can see some of that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see it. I mean, like they're all, this is related to like what are scents, like the smell of, of, so that's a peach. <laughs> so, so is that uh, one of your images you're actually using uh, in your stack? Well, we haven't, we haven't done the, we haven't done the Amazon, like we haven't okay. done the listing yet, but yeah. So that's kind of the whole Adam and Eve, like play on that. Um, which, yeah, just in general, you know, I think you can get so creative with, oh, this one came out really cool. There's like an apple and hands and, you know. Um, and, and this is for a, the skincare uh, line we're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So so then like how, what's your suggestion for sellers? Like, Because obviously that's not a, a natural thought. Like, you know, I'm going to make, you know, I'm selling skincare. Let me have a, a couple, you know, really good looking people here, you know, uh, topless and, and with an apple, you know, like I was wearing a dress. Not everybody <laughs> has, has unique, uh, you know, creativity like that. So how does a, somebody who's not as creative as you like ideate this kind of thing? <laughs> well, first of all, on the topic of creativity, I think we are all creative. I, if you would have told me before I started Amazon, like, what type of person are you? I would say totally left brain, totally practical, you know, as I a lawyer, a, I guess you would almost have, yeah, was, yeah have to be. corporate finance, like boring, boring. Um, yeah. and it was my Amazon business that like exploded my creativity because what I found, I can't like come up with the idea. I'm not sketching stuff you know, and, and handing it to people and saying, make this. Yeah, yeah. No, I, when I work with someone and they show me things, I'm, I'm like, I'm capable and enjoy saying, Oh, this is what I like. And then moving from there. And I just found, especially with the photos. So I always work with a photographer here, you know, in Costa Rica and we shoot the products together. So I'm essentially the creative director, but not really. Cause the photographer knows more than me about lighting and where to go and what to do. Um, but getting those photos back was just better than Christmas for me. And I found that was mm. the part that I really liked. So I think we're all creative. We just have to find ways to enjoy it. And being creative and artistic doesn't mean that you're the one doing the art yourself. I yeah. cannot use like a Canva. I can't even use Canva. You know, um, I don't do any of my own graphic design. Uh, but coming up with the ideas and being able to collaborate is something that, that you can do. So I think when you're thinking about branding and images, I think it's important to have fun with it. And I always tell people, you want to know your competitors on Amazon to see what they're doing. But sure. if you're looking for branding ideas and image ideas and stuff, do not look on Amazon. People do a really crappy job. Look mm -hmm. off Amazon on Instagram, on Shopify, on websites, if you Google, you know, the 10 best, for example, you know, the 10 best, like, you know, f beard oils, and you look at the list of that, usually those are, you know, more boutique brands, and you go on their website, 
and you see, and you can see some like, you know, really epic branding. Cause you have to work a lot more on the content, the creativity if you're an Instagram or Shopify brand or whatever. And I get so much inspiration from there, Pinterest, yeah. stuff like that. And so it's kind of seeing what's working on Amazon, what's working off and, and melding them together. Okay. And I dig that. Now, how did your strategy change, if at all, once you now branched out to Shopify? Well, first of all, like what what percentage of your overall sales would you say Shopify takes up now? You know, like a couple of years ago, it had been hundred percent Amazon, but but like what what's that what's that breakdown now? We're over ten percent and 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 growing that. You know, it's a slow process because I didn't I, I didn't want to throw tons and tons of money at it. Um, so you're testing content strategies, you know, for your ads and seeing what works. The goal is to have it be as much or more as I'm doing on Amazon. Um, okay. But yeah. How are you growing that? So you said, you mentioned, you know, spend. So like, are you making Google ads or Facebook ads or that you're sending traffic to your Shopify website or how are you growing Shopify? Yeah. Google ads. Google ads is doing great. Like I thought Shopify would be all Facebook ads and Facebook includes Instagram, right? Um, but no, Google ads is like killing it. So yeah, Google ads, Facebook ads, email marketing. Okay. Now a hundred percent of your off Amazon advertising efforts are, have you now moved it all to Shopify or are you sending any ad traffic, Google ads or, or social media? Are you still sending some people to Amazon? I am still doing it. So I'm still doing it all off Amazon. However, when we started pushing on Shopify on doing those ads, my Amazon sales went up like 20% because I do have a, in my shop, um, mm -hmm. you know, tab on the website, it says buy on Amazon. Um, ah, and I okay. think when people see the Google ad, they'll often, you know, people are so obsessed, me included with um, prime shipping. So they'll see the Google ad and then they'll go to Amazon and see if Amazon has it. Now, I also offer free shipping on my website, so people will go on my website as well. But, you know, also people feel like more, they like to check the reviews. They feel you're more legit sometimes, and they just, you know, their purchasing habit is buying on Amazon. So I think either way that you do it, you can send outside traffic directly to Amazon or send it to your website, but make it easy for people to find your product on Amazon if that's where they're more comfortable. Okay. All right. Super, super cool. Uh, what other things you know have changed for you in the last year uh, as far as on the on the uh, business uh, on the business side like or strategy side like you know things on Amazon change like you you obviously do not have the exact same strategy uh, of PPC or anything that you were doing in 2018 or whenever you started you know so what what are some big things of of how you've had to shift you know how you do things would you say it's PPC is it is it launch um, or or for the most part you're kind of like you know. The, using the same strategies as you did before? Um, well, my strategy, things have just gotten harder and harder, right? I mean, sure. I was able to launch in 2017 and grow the business in 2018 to a million in sales, just me by myself. And I guesstimated PPC. And I was spending like five grand a month on PPC and doing 140 yeah. grand a month in sales. You know, like, <laughs> oh, the good old days. Um <laughs> It was also like that was back in the day when Instagram was like just pictures, you know, also now you got to do freaking reels and stories <laughs> and all that crap. Like, God, it's just everything's getting so much harder. 
So my strategy has been to hire people um, because again, like what I have discovered is that the creative side is really what I like doing and doing the technical stuff kills my creativity and makes me grumpy. So um, (laughs) my strategy has been, I, I know a lot of people love working with VAs and growing their team. And again, one of the things that I'm always telling people is that there's not one right way to do this, you know? Um, and you, you do what works best for you. You can launch a bunch of like hot products on Amazon seasonal stuff and whatever that can work great. You can grow a brand that also works great. You know, it's whatever (laughs) is your choice. So my choice has been to really focus on branding and growing that. And, you know, the same, you can have VAs and you hire them and you train them yourself and people love that. My, I know I do not like, I like working with people. I don't like having people work for me and I Mm. struggle to make SOPs and communicate my ideas. So I pay a little bit more and hire an agency for social media. I have a small agency. She's my friend, um, but she has an agency now. And the same for my Amazon operations. I have an agency now. Don't go out and just hire anybody. This is someone I know personally who has his own agency. And so I think it's really important if you're going to hand over a certain amount of control, number one, stay on top of it, no matter who it is. But number two, like you need to know, ask for recommendations, find people that your friends are using, you know, go to like, go to events, meet people you meet, you hang out, you meet someone who's doing a bunch of money and doing great. And you're looking to hire, ask them who they're working with. Um, I met the owner of my agency at an e-commerce event and um, nice. knew him for over almost two years. And so I knew what he did in you know his work and his business before hiring him. But that's great because then I have like my top level people that I deal with and they do, you know, they manage their staff and that just works way better. I'm not a, I'm not a people manager, I'm big softy yeah. and I <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you, you you could not reprimand somebody. Yeah. Oh my 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 A cost is now eighty percent. Oh, I want to strangle. Oh, you're doing a great job. You know, like I really enjoy. You know, like yeah, I I really couldn't picture you getting mad at somebody. All right, now um you know before we get into your thirty second tip um I want to you know talk just briefly. A little bit about, you know, you did a breathwork class at, at SoundScale that I had great feedback. I wanted to go, but I had to stay up all night preparing for a last second segment I had to do the next morning. But, um, you know, not everybody is going to want to go to a, you know, a 30 or minute or one hour breathwork class or to take that time of day to do it. But from what I understand, there are different things that can help, you know, maybe give you a little energy boost during the day or just like kind of like a good habit to do that maybe just takes a a minute or two or something. So I'm wondering, especially now that we have, you know, you, you know, you on YouTube for the first time on one of our podcasts, is there something you can teach me? And conversely, everybody who's watching this, like a good thing that we should just like, you know, if we're feeling down or we need an energy boost, or we just want to center ourselves like for a minute or something a day, is there some like maybe exercise you can, uh, you can teach me how to do? Yeah, sure. Well, I'm going to tell you two things that I don't have to show you that are really quick. Number one, drink water, like drink a lot, a lot of water. I used to have to pull all nighters over and over and over again in a row when I was working at the law firm. And if you're trying to live on coffee, you're going to crash and die. Like have two coffees a day, you know, or whatever, or none or one, and then drink tons of water. The other 
is move, like put on a really good song and just hop around and like shake and move. That really will, you know, as Tony Robbins says, like change your state. Um, so if you've got like a song that just revs you up for me, it's Apple. What's your go-to song? Um, Flo Rida, Low. It's the song that's like Apple Bottom Jeans. Yeah, yeah. With the fur. With like, the fur. You know? <laughs> I love it. It just makes me like want to twerk. You know what I mean? And that's the idea. It's not get up and like do this. It's like, you know, get into it. Um, I've seen you do that on Instagram before in, in your in your stories. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, and then the other thing is breathing. So we... Um, we typically do not, we're starved for oxygen, right? Because we sit at our desk like this and we're hunched. Yeah. And if you try to breathe, it's like these very shallow chest breaths. Um, and oxygen is how we give energy to our brain. If we don't have enough oxygen, we can't think. So just taking like 10 big belly breaths will help so much. So belly breathing, like you got to sit up really straight and you're just imagining breathing into your belly. So it's like, so okay. in through the mouth, out through the mouth, and you can put your hand on your stomach and move your stomach. So in and out through the mouth, not the nose. <clears throat> nope, mouth. Interesting, okay. Just like that. Do it 10 times and then just kind of like okay. shake it off. You might feel a little lightheaded. That's just because your brain is like, holy crap, what do I do with all this oxygen? But it'll go okay. away and then you'll feel great and it improves your your blood fills with oxygen and your circulation improves and it just generally wakes up your whole body. But when you do that diaphragmatic breathing into your belly, you breathe um, 40% more oxygen. So wow. when you're feeling tired, sit up, take some deep breaths. Easy. Okay. 10 deep breaths and then shake it out with a... Our go-to, our go-to song that we can twerk yeah. it out to. Yeah, I love and if you it. don't have one, try "Low" by Flo Rida. Because okay, all right, yeah, uh, I'm probably gonna do uh, Bl- "Black Pink" is my go-to, um, my go-to uh, pump okay, me up music these days. Okay. But all right, so uh, what about on the um, on the Amazon strategy side, or Shopify strategy, or Google Ads, or Facebook Ads, or social media? I mean, you have so many you know cool things that I think are unique to you. What, what's your 30 second to one minute tip of the week that you can uh, you can give the sellers who are listening out there? Well, we were just talking a lot about packaging. So I think packaging is a really good strategy and you can change up your packaging. You know, even if you have a current brand, find a good designer. I think Upwork is such a good place to look. And if you email people, they will send you, you know, their proposal. They'll send you other things, other brands that they've done. So look and see. And and really, when you're working with graphic designers, collaborate. If you give them the freedom, like they're creative. They do this all day. They see stuff all day. So ask them to send you brands that they've worked on that have similar products. Take ideas from them. Let them give ideas to you. But bright and colorful packaging will stand out like a brightly colored box will stand out so much in your hero image. And that will help you get the click to your listing. So it's like, you know, the number one thing your customers see. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, and thank you so much. You're always inspiring when we have you on. So um, look forward to, you know, sometime in late 2023, you coming back and, and okay. see uh, what's new in your, in your world. So uh, hope to see you at an event before then though, uh, in person, just like we did a few weeks ago. <laughs> 